Hey there, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again this week on Conversations. We are really pumped that you're here with us. We love you guys. We appreciate all the feedback and the love and the hugs we get. It's amazing. we got a great show for you today. I'm very excited about my guests. I always love when the retailers come and, and give us a little bit of insight of what's going on. And this one is out there kicking kicking some butt, taking some names out there in the world. And I'm really, really happy that he's here. Please give it up for the Director of Produce and Floral at Topps Market, Jeff Katie. Welcome, my brother. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm really excited uh, to have you here and kind of talk about your journey a little bit, what's going on at Tops and some of the cool things. You know, I go back to Tops a long way back in my tenure, and it's, you know, it's it's a really cool chain. I want to get into all that and tell people why I think it's so special. But before we do that, let's tell everybody who you are a little bit. If you wouldn't mind, give me a little 411 on your journey and your bio and uh, how I roped you into hanging out with you this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, really. So, it's it's uh it's a good it was a good career yeah I mean I, I started back in uh, 1986 uh, walked into a Giant Eagle and they said uh, you're going to be in the produce department quite frankly uh, I didn't really have a grasp of what produce was sure I've been in produce departments before I didn't even know that's what they referred to them as but ultimately they hand me a knife and they say here's some head lettuce and uh, start trimming and so I started trimming head lettuce and wrapping it and. You know, I just kind of worked my way through uh, through the system there, Giant Eagle back in Akron, Ohio. Right. And I, you know, I, I just, I think I just kept paying attention, paying attention to people along the way and just tried to learn what I could and, you know, realized that uh, this, is, this is a pretty cool business. And I just kept acquiring, you know, things along the way, skills, tools for the toolbox, however you want to yeah. say it. Yeah. And, and I just kept building. And, and so in, in 1990, I started with the chain of finest and that was in uh, Akron, Ohio, pick and pay yeah. for those that sure some people and, and old when school. tops and, what, yeah, and tops you went old finest. school pick and pay. Yeah. Yeah. Pick and pay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So fortunately I was with the finest piece. Not that I didn't like pick and pay, but they were a little smaller though. The finest I was in was like a superstore, huge, yeah. huge store. And it was, uh, yeah, quite the buzz. It was doing, doing a lot of produce business back in the day. And, uh, again, I don't know if I'm allowed to drop financials for you, but I remember us doing eighty thousand dollars in produce back in in 1990. That is pretty good money today. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah so it was pretty busy. So yeah, so I, I did that, and and, and Tops uh, came on board. We merged in in '96, and uh, I kind of uh, you know, so I I worked with them for a little while till 2002, when somebody came in asked me, you know, if I wanted to move to Rochester, New York. And I, you know, and I said, yeah, as, you know, a produce specialist. So I was actually coming out of the stores, out of, out of operations, which I'd spent, you know, all my career. And, and I took over that role. And, and really since then, I just, you know, kept taking positions. I did specialist thing for six or eight years. Then right. they pulled me into the office. There's a lot of story with Tops and, oh, yeah. and the need state of, their, of the company. And they pulled me in to kind of help them get them out of some difficult times in the office. And I just, yeah, kept on going. Here we are. And now we're hanging out. That's it. Now we're hanging out. Yeah, now we're hanging now, out. I love it. Yeah, now yeah, we're hanging you, out. You know, you, you have an interesting trajectory because not everybody can say they kind of started in produce and, you know, they're still going out. I mean, it, it is, you know, that one kind of that long one path journey, right? It, it just doesn't happen. And you're, you know, you're kind of a little bit of a unicorn in that way, which is super, super cool. So, because you've been doing it for so long and you had this massive perspective, and you really do, because you were in the, you know, literally, storefront in the trenches every day dealing with you know all of that to where you sit now you know managing and, and overseeing you know 
quite a large operation, right? Like we said mm-hmm. earlier, it's like the, it's not a three-star chain anymore, right? It's a little different. So no. when you think back about, you know, you know, Jeff back in, 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 in 1990 and that perspective you have to kind of today, you know, what would you say you think the most significant change you've seen over the, over your tenure? And that's a big, broad question. I know you may not. It, it, is, it is a broad question. Yeah. It can go from, you know, having, you know, and managing 200 items to, you know, the, the tens or whatever thousands of items that are, that are under the umbrella today um, to how we merchandise. Um, the merchandising obviously is, is not only it's changed, it's changed back and changed again during that time, you know, where yeah. it was bulk and packaged and bulk and packaged. So those things have changed. But, but I think, uh, you know, over the time, I think we, you know, I think retail and produce, we, we've really found a way to, to broaden our horizons, provide a lot more answers for a lot more customers. So if you want romaine, there's, there, there may be 20 ways. We figured out how to make it work in the department. We, we built linear feet. We, we figured a, be- a better way. We built a better mousetrap, so to speak. Yeah. And, and, and really, you know, and tried to, to morph with, with the customers. And, and their needs today are so much different than what they were, right? I mean, they were, they're so much different than what they were back in, back in the 90s, where, you know, convenience was the holy cow. I would generally bring it in and, and end up throwing it out, to be quite frank, where today it's, you know, it's the norm. You just sell it. <laughs> So. Yeah, con- well, convenience wasn't a big deal back then. I mean, it was you came home and you chopped and you and you diced and you sliced and you sautéed mm-hmm. and you cooked. It just it wasn't like that. But I think too the evolution of you know our country and you know two parents working at home, one parent only at home, all these different factors has really changed the dynamic. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. America's grinding these days. That's a great word for it. I think yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it shows and it shows in the in the evolution of what I think the produce trade has done for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think another thing too, I mean, and I, I know I talk about 200 items and maybe 10 or 12 renditions of romaine, but you know, there's also, you know, the variety piece and a lot of the different items yeah. that are selling. We've really, you know, I mean, bringing on just whatever obscure items it is, whether it's dragon fruit, you know, whether it's, you know, Satsuma mandarins, whatever, there's all these, all these different items that back in the nineties, I just don't, I, it didn't have legs. It's just now, now, now we do. And, and, and it's, it's great to be able to, to do that. So. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had a red grape and you had a green grape. Yeah. Now you have, you know, you have a different, you know, you've got a grape for every week of the year now. It mm-hmm. seems like, you know, I mean, it's just, this. you're right. The evolution of taste, the evolution of, of technology to kind of help, you know, plants be better and to do bring, better crops. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. That's why I love the question to you because you've got such a great perspective, right? Because you started again, back in the trenches to where you are now, you know, in that day to day, you know, when I think about tops and, and, you know, my experience with tops really came hold back in the all hold days and, and kind of some of that where I was really first involved and, and, and work with you guys, but you know, the, the chain itself started back in 1962. So it's been around a while, you know, it's been around the bush a little while and you guys are in big cities, but you're really your backbone of the store, which is something I learned a little bit more about and kind of gave me, a, a, I think, a broader perspective, too, from my position was that, you know, you really were, you know, in suburbia and in rural towns, you know, in your marketplace. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's an interesting perspective. And so with your with your kind of that big overarching perspective that you have, what has that rural perspective taught you about what your customers want and what your customers need? Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Karen Nardotza, President and CEO of Moxie Marketing. On behalf of all the Moxers worldwide, thanks for listening to Todd Versations and Todd Bits. At Moxie, we're known for strategic marketing and PR, unique branding and packaging 
award-winning web and graphic design, and trade show experiences that generate results. Whether you're selling B2B or B2C, a farmer, processor, commodity board, retailer, food service, or somewhere else on the supply chain, we make it easier to grow your brand and your business. From avocados to zucchini and petunias to protein, we help you tell your story, stand out, and achieve your goals. Get Moxie, and together we'll celebrate your success. Well, I mean, quite frankly, that, that, that's what it taught me. It taught me every neighborhood is different. And, and yeah. that's, it's my favorite. Those are my favorite stores. Those are my favorite stores. We go in and, and it's a village and there's a defined group of people. We are the go-to and we go in there and we provide variety galore, at least out of the gate. Right. And then you see what resonates with the consumer. And then you, you ask and you talk to people, what do you want? Because all we really want to do is just sell you what, what you want, right? That's, that's the whole goal. And, yeah. goal. and, and every, every neighborhood, and, and again, and not, not to be corny, but that's part of our vision, right? We're your neighborhood store, you know, that has what you want, you know, while saving you time mm-hmm. and money. But the key word is having what you want, not what the folks, I, we're not cookie cutter. I'm not forcing, if okra doesn't sell at that store, I'm not wasting my linear footage on it. I am putting right. an item there that that neighborhood wants. And there's other ones where I'm, you know, I'm four and five foot wide on Southern cooking greens. That's great. Listen, that, that's fabulous. That's what that neighborhood wants or they want batata and all, all that stuff. So the, those are the, those are my favorite stores. Nothing against the big blown out, you know, international. No. Certainly they, they have their place. But I, I really love being that solution. And Tops really, we hung our hat on that. I think it's just we really went in where you can't take big box retailers and you can't put it in there. And we, we serve a great purpose. So I 100% I 100% agree with you. And I think that, you know, what I first learned about your stores is you are, a, you're a big deal in your community. You are a part to your point. It's a village. You're a part of that community. You're, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the outreach that you guys do as a corporate, as a, as, as a company that I think is just phenomenal, but yeah, you're right. You represent, you know, the needs of your community in a lot of ways. And I think that's a really powerful thing that a lot of retailers nowadays may not necessarily recognize the impact that they have on a local basis. They all deal with it with this mega, mega, you know, uh, plan of it's all in for all things. Right. And I just, mm-hmm. I think that that's what sets you guys apart. And I think it's really what makes you guys so special is the fact that to your point, each store is representative of their village and their community. And I think that's really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. What do you think, you know, with that being said, and kind of going on this frame, you know, obviously the last couple of years have been, Certainly, um, I guess unique is a good word from the retail perspective. Um, so, what you know, what's the last couple of years taught you a little bit about retail that maybe you didn't know before? Uh, taught me about you know the retail piece is that uh, you know we've learned customers will trade off. That's for sure. <laughs> In a yeah. difficult situation when you well, if you don't have you know red delicious apples and you have galas, or maybe that's not a great example. But I remember walking when I'm shopping, I'm going into you know, taco sauce, and maybe I want this one, but that one's there. I'm, I'm trading off. I learned that that folks will will trade off, and and not that that you always want to do that, but uh, I think that that was important. I think um, I learned that down deep, the consumer they do respect us. I, I think that that over this this was the best. I hate to say it's the best two years of retail. Because, I mean, again, it's only my little window of 30, 35 years. And not just the financial results, but I think the credibility it put back in 
to the, the stores and realizing that this is this is a service that we provide. And it gave us it, it gave pride to the store teams to be able to do that. And so I, I you know, so I don't know if that's like a true learning from it. But I, I yeah, that, that's really what I what I figured. I mean, did I learn that, you know, I can sell more of this or more of that? Yeah, I, I did. But it's really about the people. And, 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 mm-hmm. and the customers and the associates that everybody has that extra gear. And I'll go back and, and not to keep going, but and this supplier base. And, and I've said this in, in other interviews I've done, how everybody rose to the occasion all across our entire Correct. produce supply chain. And I've seen the other departments and I'm telling you, no one did it better than produce. Now, now one right. department and you can get you can get testaments that anybody. So I, I learned that, that uh, produce is the best, but I already knew that. <laughs> you're biased. No, but you're 100% right. You know, and, and, you know, to kind of follow up on what you talked about, you know, something that I've been speaking about as, as well out at publicly is about the fact that, you know, this last, this pandemic has given us a great opportunity for people to reinvent themselves when it comes to food at home. And you can see the data supports it, right? People are eating at home that they have no choice, right? And, and they're eating differently and they're eating a lot of ways, sometimes more healthier, adding more produce. I mean, the stats are all there. My big concern is, is and, and I've kind of run into this with you a little bit on, on keeping down this line of questions is that, you know, data also supports that as an economy gets weak, right? Produce has a tendency to drop off of people's lists. They has a tendency to not be as good. And one of my big concerns is that we've created this great opportunity of educating and, and touching people. And that if we don't lean into the fact that, you know, the economy is what it's going to be, but if we don't lean into the fact of, of helping people recognize the importance of fruit and vegetables every day in their lives and what a difference it makes to your immunity and all the other things that it does for you, we may lose that faster than we actually gained it because of the economy. So, you know, what you said, I think is really, really valid that, that, you know, the learnings were, were um, really, really great that you came up with, but in the same token, we got to keep putting that pressure on the consumer to recognize they need to keep eating fruits and vegetables because they'll run away from it in some ways. And that's not healthy for our country. No, no, for sure. Agree hundred percent. No, I, I do. I, I think that there's a, a lot of tactics that we're trying to, to keep uh, or trying to employ to keep it going. And, and we're in one of the we're, we're a high low retailer. We're highly promotional, too. And again, I think that puts us in a pretty good spot because we're able to, you know, flash things in and out of, of ads and, and merchandising. So nothing becomes like furniture. We're always trying to change things up to give that customer, you know, a fresh perspective, a fresh look at the department and hopefully engaging that you know, that, uh, that need to, you know, that want to go home and cook and try things that are different. And sure, you, you may be, you know, financially challenged down the road or whatever, whatever the case may be. But, you know, again, be, being in our particular position, we generally offer that, you know, items, different items every week. And, and I think that's a value. I think that's a value. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, well, I think, look, it, it, prices, prices, you know, obviously, um, a big factor because you're competing against, you know, who knows how many people and how many markets, but it's mm-hmm. also an incentive. And I think the conversation around that incentive, to your point of like, you know, you're bringing these other choices, you're bringing alternatives that are going to hopefully touch somebody some way every week. And I think that's super important. And I'm glad to see that you're elevating that because one of my big fears and one of the things I, I lean into all the time, and I'm going to kind of run with you on this next question is that I'm a firm believer, you know, food waste, uh, is a big problem in our country, right? It's massive, you know, and I throw this stat out all the time because I try to put it in perspective for people, but food waste in the United States is equivalent of every single American throwing away 650 small to medium-sized apples each, right? It's an astronomical number when you just put it into, I mean, that's simple terms, but I also recognize that, you know, 
increasing consumption is certainly a great way to, to reduce food waste. So my question back to you is, you know, with that statement being said, how does that resonate with you guys when you think about consumption, food waste and all that? Are you guys working hard to try to increase, you know, in consumption in the stores? Oh, for sure. I mean, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's something, you know, that, that's front of mind with, you know, with everybody on the team. It's why, you know, for me, like, well, why, my first thing is why is, you know, consum- why would consumption be down? And I go to this example all the time. I think, you know, we talk about produce. You go to a bag of Doritos, you open it up, every Dorito tastes the same. You know, we've been challenged, you know, in produce, right? Because everything's seasonal. It's not always the same, but you know, over the years, and this is something I think I failed to mention earlier that's changed, is seasonality has really kind of flattened, right? There's very few items you talk that are seasonal anymore. But anyways, the quality of the, the product that's rolling in is, and we bring in, we put focus on what's coming in the door so that consumer, when they do eat it, that they come back and say, wow, that was a great experience. Because isn't that what it's about? How do you increase Absolutely. consumption? You give them a consistent, good experience. And, and I know that's what everybody in the supply chain is striving to do. But to me, Absolutely. that's the key. That's what we hang our hat on for the most part. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think you have to. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the fact that we know consumption's up through the, through the last couple of years. But we also know that consumption will go down based on a downturn economy. So it's that balance of like, you know, we gain five. Are we going to lose 10? How do we find that happy medium? And you're, you're absolutely spot on, you know, experience, flavor freshness, seasonality, but engagement too in the stores is so important. You know, one of the things you walk into your stores, you know what's going on in your stores. It's not like it's a mystery. It's not like you're walking into a dark hole trying to find a flashlight to find something. It's, you know, you guys do a great job of merchandising and making people aware. And I think that's really important. And certainly, in my opinion, is going to be much more important now over the next 12 months and maybe ever before uh, as things, you know, evolve and change in our country. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. What, you know, one of the things that's out there today that I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit that, that you know, there's a lot of energy and a lot of money being put into ag technology today. Um, you know, you've got greenhouses, you've got food waste companies, you've got AI, you've got a bunch of really smart people that are, you know, making big things happen with, you know, a bunch of big brains, some of them still in garages, some of them big warehouses now, whatever it might be. But mm-hmm. like, when you think about ag technology as a whole, I mean, what excites you today I got a two-part question I'm going to throw at you. What excites you today about ag technology? And the second part, which I'll bring back up again, is how do you manage it all, right? Because you, I mean, I mean, how many guys, and I don't mean to be mean, but I mean, how many guys are coming at you nonstop with all these new great ideas? And look, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I pro ag technology on most of it, not all of it, but most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so two-part question. A, what do you think about it? And then how are you managing it? So well, I think that it's a great thing. I, I think it's, 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 it's going to be a huge, I think it's a need. It's a need in the future. It, it definitely is. If we have to, we have to, well, one, the greenhouse I love, I got to take food miles out of the equation. There's just two, as we can minimize fruit, if that uh, food miles, it's only going to help out everybody. I mean, the, sure. you know, it, it solves a lot of problems. Uh, the, um, the ability to, the other things that come in, um, so greenhouses, I've got people, he said, there's so many people that do come at me, all the technology, uh, <laughs> you know, whether it's in the warehouse and whether it's this container or whether, whatever the case may be, there's always something. But uh, I, I just think the, the biggest piece of it is, yeah, getting the food as close to, to home as possible. I like that part. I would, I, you know, you can talk ag tech, right? I start seeing, you know, the picker going down the, 
the fields picking strawberries and, and replacing the labor. Because I mean, again, it's all our problem. It's, it's everybody in this, this industry's problem. And, and and to see those type of technology, that that's pretty cool. That's nothing I really have a huge influence on, but I, I certainly think that that's a good thing. I think we need to do something. I think the the world's forced us to do something. All the things that were thrown at the the, the growers and, and packers and stuff they had to. So, uh, but I'm 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 big on greenhouse, but I, I think that. I'm, I, we get hit a lot. There's so many of them. There's so, have so many versions. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to. Again, I think it's all these people that are coming at you with all these ideas. And I think it's wonderful that, you know, you guys and others are investing in this because we need to. Who knows what solution comes from it, right? Just because somebody, you know, just because somebody today's talking about a baseball, who knows? That turns into a golf ball next time, right? Because if mm-hmm. advancements in what they're doing, you know, I right. look at it as what I call a positive cost of food. That's something that we need to lean into. So I'm appreciative of the answer. And you're right. You know, food miles is a big deal. Where we're going to go. We got, you know, a lot of billions of people coming by 2050 that we're going to figure out how to feed. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge to pull this off. And so, and the world's changing, right? It, you know, we would love to get a little spit of rain out here in California. So, you know, that's something that, you know, no matter what anybody says, it's not raining. Right. Yeah. No matter what you say, it's just like I can tell you right now, it hadn't rained. Right. And it, no, it's a big yeah, problem. That, that's one of the things. Like you said, yeah, you got to take Mother Nature kind of out of the equation a little bit. It's unfortunately, I like her as much as the next guy, but absolutely it's sunny and 75 in Buffalo today. But yeah, normally it's but, not. Well, you're, yeah, you know, you're <laughs> you're right. And, and, and it is it's a part of like trying to figure out what's next and how we're going to do this and what if. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to see it. I'm sure I'm sure that you get inundated. There's no two ways about it. I've talked to others. Yeah. It's just like you can't pay attention to it fast enough. But, you know, again, I'm glad that you've got an open mind to it and you're looking and you're talking and you're listening to these guys. That's really cool. Like yeah. to your point, we need it. It's going to be important without it. You know, again, well, one of the cool things just to, to keep um, to one, yeah. one more thing. So I've had some people approach me and, and I've actually partnered with a few on this to where they're trying to grow a better product, right? So they want to use us as a test store while they evolve this item. Mm-hmm. And they just need like maybe someone to move, you know, whatever this product in the meantime, while they get to this utopian product, you know, whether, whatever the case may be, I don't want to give away any of their, their tech, but oh, no, they're you. asking me to move. And I'm like, yes, you can count on us. I want to be part of the solution. I know it's, I know it's part of the solution. And so that's, that's why we really, you know, we embrace that and, and that, that's my that's the fun part when people come in with an idea and I'm like sure I'll be a part why not what well, yeah, yeah what's the downside look yeah. I mean, you know at the end of the day to my you know, I said earlier who knows where it takes you if you take a look at some of these ideas that started to where they've actually finished mm-hmm. you know it's pretty impressive I mean I, I think about you know space technology today how these guys are you know shooting rockets and then they're landing like you know yeah. from my house I can you know the last you know, just sidebar story just think about the technology from my house, I can watch the rockets take off from Vandenberg. I watched one take off during the evening hours, and then I watched the, the back part of it come back and land on the ground. I can see it all light up and drop. It's like, come on. It's yeah. awesome, right? And, yeah. and, and food is in the exact same thing. It's yeah. really quite cool. So with that being said, kind of, I know this is a 35,000 foot question, but I'll throw it at you anyways. What's new out there that you think folks need to pay attention to, whether it's ag tech or whether it's varietal? I mean, it's a big, broad question. You can go with it anywhere you want, but I find it interesting because I like to see what's cooking, what you what you think is cool out there. I what I think is cool is uh, greenhouse fruit. That's what I think. If you yeah, start talking about be- you're talking about that, I, I think that 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 it's great with the lettuces. I love all the vertical. I love it all. But being knowing where the what really drives the dollars in the department and what really is the headache, 
is generally not the lettuce is nearly as much as it is the fruit. So you, right. you give me fruit greenhouse grown 50 miles from my place. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think you need to pay attention because that's happening. I know it's happening because I buy I agree it with folks you. now. Yeah, I agree. That's with where you. I think it, that's where I think it's going to go. So. Yeah, I do too. I, I agree with you 100%. I think fruit's the most interesting thing in a lot of ways in the greenhouse space today. And what that's going to turn into, you can see the investment dollars, what some of the folks are doing. There's, you know, people from the Netherlands over here doing stuff. There's cherries under glass these days. There's a lot of different things happening out there. And, you know, to your point, it's 50 miles away. It's here. It's, you know, it's in the stores. It's quick. And again, it, you know, and it all leads back to what you said, which I think is a really powerful statement. It's about the experience that you're giving back to your consumer. And it's about the fact that we need to keep people engaged with good quality, good flavor, good value, all of that to increase consumption, keep people healthy, and to make a difference in our planet overall. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a win-win all the way around. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that, that you personally, I think, you know, you're pretty involved in the industry. You're definitely, everybody kind of knows who you are. You're out there. You serve. You give back to the, you know, to the industry, which, which is super important to do. I'm a huge believer in that. You know, mentoring is a big thing that I believe in. I think it's really important. And mentoring is just as easy as being somebody's friend, communicating, sharing, giving your ideas, being available to listen. You know, those are all important things, especially with young people today, right? Trying to find their way or trying to find maybe some advice or trying to make decisions for themselves throughout their career. So I know that that's an important part to you. When you think about that and the word mentoring and stuff along the line, who's influenced you out there? Who's been somebody that's lifted you up a little bit and has made a difference for you in your career? Well, if you're looking for name drop, I mean, I can name drop. Yeah, because there's name a name drop, that comes well, to mind. Yeah, so if it gets you, um, hey, name drop if it's if it gets you something on the backside. You know what I'm saying? Well, it doesn't, no, we're, we're friends and partners today. But uh, again, back in uh, in or back was back in 2010, I was uh, I actually applied for the uh, director of produce role back then. I was a category manager at that point, right. or one of those things. And uh, unfortunately, the company. Well, unfortunately, I say, but fortunately, the company went in another direction. And they brought in this this individual. Uh, his name is Steve Wright, and yeah. uh, he right now he's at a Shenan, uh, He was Shenandoah. It's called Solely Organics now. Anyway, Solely now, yeah, yeah, Solely. So Steve Wright comes in here, and uh, he just taught me so much about the things I didn't know, the side of the business I didn't know. He was really good mm. with the. Uh, he knew all the the vendor community. He knew the uh, the warehouse inner workings those type of things. And where I was really retail focused at that point, I didn't, I mean, yes, I had some knowledge, but I did not have near the knowledge. He really put a lot of cool tools in my toolbox that helped carry me on. And when he exited the, the, the company to, to go on to, to solely in, in 2014, uh, he, he left me in good shape and he, he made sure I was taken care of by the, the team here at Tops. And yeah, so if I were to say, yeah, I mean, he, That's he would great. be the name. But again, there's a ton of people along the way, yeah. both good and bad. And I'm sure we all can say that. Some people I said, I said, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's how that guy do. I'm not doing that. But but he's the name that, that really, yeah, put the finishing touches and helped me. I love that. Yeah, well, no, you're right. There are There's names that are good and there's names, to your point, that you're not going to lose. But, the pro, but I think what's good is that you recognize the, the ones that you didn't want to, but that's a part of your path too. That mm -hmm. point of reflection, that point of like, are you going to take that step that way or take the step this way? Right. That's that right. builds you up as a character too, which also teaches you how to mentor back as well, because now you have a bit of balance. You can recognize that balance. Right. Mm -hmm. So I yep. think that's really cool. Yeah. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about tops because I, you know, I, I think you guys are a really, really cool chain. And I think that you're a really cool chain corporately. And there's a couple of initiatives that you guys do that 
I think is really powerful. And I just want to touch on, because I don't think people probably know that they exist. And maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I think they're worthy of the time we have together to bring them up. And you've got one program called Neighbors Helping Neighbors, which is, you know, basically consists of community environment, people, practice, and then your partners. And, and it's everything from, you guys have been out over 58 million meals. Uh, you've awarded 22,000 plus scholarships to uh, top folks. Um, as well as partnering now with over 200 local uh, growers and vendors and stuff along those lines. So my question to you, and I mean, it's a, it's a powerful program. I mean, it speaks volume about what you all believe in. And so how does a type of a program like that, and, and, and what I like to call, it, I think a program of responsibility is really a good word for it, right? Because you're being responsible, influence your team. And secondly, how does it influence you think your corporate culture to get involved in something you know so important as what you guys are doing? Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Karen Nardotza, President and CEO of Moxie Marketing. On behalf of all the Moxers worldwide, thanks for listening to Toddversations and Toddbits. At Moxie, we're known for strategic marketing and PR, unique branding and packaging, award-winning web and graphic design, and trade show experiences that generate results. Whether you're selling B2B or B2C, a farmer, processor, commodity board, retailer, food service, or somewhere else on the supply chain, we make it easier to grow your brand and your business. From avocados to zucchini and petunias to protein, we help you tell your story, stand out, and achieve your goals. Get Moxie, and together we'll celebrate your success. Well, I'm going to answer the last part of that first because you, you know it does start with culture, and, and and it does. And when when your your focus, while business comes to you, um, again, we're 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 here to be a a good neighbor, a good community person. That that's not just something we're we're doing to to get dollars and cents. I mean, yes, it's it's part of it, but it is you know working together with with the folks. And and I think when you do all these great things corporately and you, and you, you know, help out, you know, the hungry and do all those things. And everybody, everybody in this building, I think all the stores, everybody's involved from head to toe and in, in, in trying to help each other out, whether it's the local baseball team or it's the, the local mission down the street, whatever it is, we're just, it's the leadership here. And the amazing thing here about the leadership here is that you are familiar with all the changes that Tops Market has gone through. Yeah. And yet that, that has not it stayed, but it continues to grow all the time. In, despite all the changes, it still continues to be a huge focus and a huge part of all our, our, our culture, and really helps set the stage for you know neighbors helping neighbors. And that goes back to us making sure we're giving people the right food in the store, what they want to buy. But we mm-hmm. also want to we want to buy from them because that farmer down the street, listen, he's his family shops our stores. So, you know, when we came in here, that, that was one thing um, that, that I thought, you know, once, you know, I, Steve and I really were digging into, we're bringing in folks. We're going to, we're going to work with that farmer. He's going to come in our back door because maybe Sarah, Pennsylvania's farmer is a little bit different than the guy in Erie PA, Erie PA. So we really try to get in those communities and just be part of the business. We're business partners. We're just not yeah. a business. So. Right. I love it. That's why I wanted to bring this up. I think it's, I think it's an incredibly powerful program. And, you know, and thank you for sharing that because I think it does speak volumes to what this, you know, leaning into something like this, 
feed, you know, you're, yes, you fed 40, you know, 58 million meals, right? But you fed every employee countlessly by the efforts that you guys have put out. And that's big for the brand because that translates back to your customer experience for mm-hmm. sure. You know, another one that you guys have, which I think is cool and is the Tops and Education program. I mean, literally by shopping at Tops, you know, you can work to help fund programs you know, at schools of your choice. You sign up, you shop. It's not really hard to do, but it's incredibly impactful to the community. Can you touch a little bit about how that's impacted the communities? Because I think it's just, it's a powerful, powerful program. Yeah. I mean, I think to your point, I mean, first off, right, it's easy to do. It takes, it literally takes three minutes to set up and, and to be able to, you know, all you got to do is come in and buy, you know, um, the, whatever tops brands, our own brands. And we take a portion of that and give it to the school of your choice. Uh, yeah. it, it goes in, there's the dollars that the, the schools obviously need that are, you know, they need above and beyond the budget. And, and it just helps make the kids in the neighborhoods that we serve, neighbors helping neighbors. It just feeds that, that core mission, that core, you know, that culture that we have. So yeah. yeah, it's a great, it's a great program. Love the targeting piece of it. It's funny to see how it resonates. Sometimes you'll see something go down on social media where someone will send it out and then a bunch of the other, you know, families will jump on it and they'll all sign up for their school to really to build it. So it does snowball, you know, from a kid ebbs and flows, obviously through the course of the year, you know, maybe not so much in, in June and July when people are on vacations, but come September, people are thinking school around here. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, it's back to back to what you said earlier. It's about the village, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's about it's about that local it's about that local store in that community that has a chance to rise above and do something together, unified for what we all you know for their kids and for schools and for making a difference. You know, you shop today, you're making a difference tomorrow for a kid you don't even know. That's powerful. That's a powerful give back. So, and kind of think a little bit about you know where we've kind of gone in our conversation a little bit. Where do you see 2022 going for the rest of the year retail wise? And, And you know. You know, I know the online options are continuing to grow and things along those lines, but where do you see retail heading for the balance of the year? Uh, you know, I I think it will, I keep thinking it's going to level off. Listen, I've been saying that for two years. So when's, when, when am I going to wake up, right? Because, you know, the sales <laughs> keep rolling. So, you know, we're, we're in the trend where, you know, obviously sales sales are up. I mean, and, and they're up and, and inflation is part of it. Volume's keeping up pretty good, right? It's not quite up. We all know it. We all have the reports. Volume isn't quite 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 there, but I think it's I think it's leveling off. I, I do think it's leveling off. I think well, a lot of what's driving inflation is leveling off. I mean, we can talk. Yes, maybe diesel is more expensive today than it was last month, but we're in a different position in terms of drivers and all that stuff. So I, I don't see our our cost going up as significantly, which means we won't have to take it up. Right. right? I mean, some. I mean, again, let's we're all big. People, right? We we have to you know pay for it, but I, I do think that uh, I think sales are going to remain strong. I, I think that uh, yeah, I, and I I know restaurants are out there, and that was a big deal, right? About you know restaurants and food service opening, sure. but now they've been open for a while, and we just keep we just keep churning along. All those all those good things that happened during COVID, on you know, unfortunately, where families are at home cooking, all those things that we spoke about earlier, those all hold true today. I think people have a lot, you know, a lot of faith in what, what they're doing at home and, and confidence and they like it. They like their family maybe a little bit more than they did. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so I, I think sales are still going to be strong. I, 
I do. I see, that's where I see 2022 going. I there's issues with some crops and stuff, cherries and blah blah blah. That's oh yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. That's great. Thank you for that mm -hmm. perspective. So here's a hundred dollar questions out there now. I'm going to throw this to you. What's next for you? Because uh, you know, let's get a little, maybe a little update, a little break. I don't know what are you going to call. It? What's up with you? Yeah. Yeah. So me personally, so. Uh, last month it was, it was put out there that I was uh, named vice president of uh, produce and floral for a Northeast shared services, which will be uh, handling the banners, uh, our opcos of tops uh, price chopper market 32 and market bistro. So my 2022 slash 2023 just got a, a lot fuller. So to a speak, little bit. In, in a hurry. <laughs> congratulations. A hurry. Well, congratulations yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. And, thank uh, you. and, yeah, enjoy working seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's funny, but that's one thing Steve taught me. Don't worry. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't teach me that. But <laughs> no, so yeah, it, it, it's exciting, right? It's exciting. It, it's, um, it's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I, and I am grateful for the opportunity. I hope I can get out there and make a difference. I've been traveling back and forth over the past couple of months, go out there, visit stores, talk to people. I'm really, I'm really stoked by the passion and knowledge in those stores and, and to know that, you know, our two, our two opcos are so closely aligned that I, I think, you know, we, we can do great things and really make a huge difference here in, in the Northeast and in, in grocery and food. Yeah. I'm excited. I love it. That's really great. I think congratulations. once again, that's exciting for the industry. It's exciting for the other brands. I think it's going to be a great, it's a great addition. It's a great next step. Yeah. I look yeah, forward to watching you. that. It's going to be fun. So my final question, you're going to probably hate me for it, but I'm going to ask it. Buffalo Bills, what's the deal? Are they ever going to win a Super Bowl? I mean, how much longer do you guys have to suffer? Well, I mean, you know, shit, it's, uh, it's cold in the winter. It's cold in the winter. You guys get, you know, look, I love the Bills Mafia, but you can only jump on tables so many times. You got to show, you got to get into a Super Bowl. You got to go January, February. You need to be in a warm climate playing for a Super Bowl. <laughs> I think the players would agree with that. I do. I think they like the snow too. I think they want some sunshine as well. So we're, we're they're working in the right direction for sure. Uh, so I, I feel good. They got the new stadium. So that should be in the next couple of years. So hopefully we're in the Super Bowl two and three times before that. But for those who know me, I have to call this out. And while I love the bills, they are fantastic for business here. Absolutely. It's blue cheese sales through the roof. Love it. I unfortunately or fortunately am a Cleveland Browns fan. That's where I grew up. And well, yeah. we share the water, Lake Erie water. So I've got yeah. that going for me. So uh so I'm a Browns fan. So I had to call that out. But yeah, I hope I yeah, hope no, the Bills do well, except when they play us. And I think that's later this year they play the Browns. Yeah, no, totally good. Well, you're in Buffalo. I had no choice, right? I mean, it's you know, you you, no, you, you had, I, had say, up. I had to say something, but you know, and and the fact that you're a Browns fan. You're kind of in the same boat as Buffalo. No offense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, except we've never been to a to Super Bowl. No, you haven't. <laughs> no. I, but poor. you know what? You're, you're, you're getting there. You know, yeah. it, you know at, at least now, at least, you know, at least now you can, you know, you can beat the Pop Warner teams. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't care. I'll get the crappy emails. I don't care. They can send them to me. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're right. You got to love the blue cheese sales. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is awesome, man. Thank you very much for hanging out with me today. I mean, this is a ton, just a ton of fun and great insight, great perspective. I think it's wonderful that people get a chance to kind of hear from you and from the heart and what's going on and, and uh, give them something to think about a little bit. I think we challenge people to think a little bit, too, about, you know, what's out there, what's coming, what's next, what's important, what are conversations right. we need to have. So I, I really do appreciate you hanging out with me. 
All right. My pleasure. I truly appreciate you having me. And yeah, I look forward to uh, look forward to 2022 and what uh, what we can do to increase uh, produce consumption. Right. We'll keep pushing. Good. It. Yeah, I'm all about it. You know, you don't have to ask me twice to get on that panel. I'll yeah. see you. I'll see you in uh, July. I do believe I think we're both moderating panel or on panel. We're doing something that would be out there. That's right. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. I look forward to it. Well, I pre- again, I really do Jeff, appreciate you being here and hanging out and uh, come back. Let's keep talking. Let's see what's next. We'll come back and give people an update, especially when you get in your new role. Once you figure out what it is, where you're at, and you take a breath of air, come see me. All right. Will do. Thanks, Todd. I love appreciate it. it. My, absolutely. My pleasure. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. What a great conversation, right? What a great insight to what's going on at retail, some different things make you think a little bit. You're a grower shipper. Take note. He gave you some good insight about what to be thinking about today and what's going on in the future. So I appreciate you being here. Like I say, go check us out on social media. That's where the cool kids are. That's where we hang out. And um, check us out on Conversations Todd Bits. We're all over the place. We really appreciate you. Thank you very much for being here. And remember, go inspire somebody today. It's really important. Just go say hello to somebody. It's a source of inspiration. Make somebody's day by being nice. Thanks very much for being here. We'll see you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.